right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into the TNT podcast. I'm your host, Ted. Tim has the week off this week, as I will be going over a little overview of the NFL season of 2020, as well as free agency. As most of you guys know that are into football, right now, the free agency market has been a complete frenzy. As many players have switched teams and or resigned for big contracts, uh, prime example of that is Dak Prescott. Uh, for you Cowboy fans out there, getting a four-year, $160 million deal done to secure him in there for the next four years. Uh, so a little overview of the NFL season as a whole. It was a great season in general. Uh, big shout out for Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans and the Tampa Bay team to win the Super Bowl over the Kansas City Chiefs, which, you know, Patrick Mahomes is a tough guy to stop and which they have done that. Uh, it was tough for them that whole game as Mahomes was running for his life because the line could not block as both his left tackle and right tackle were both out with injuries. Now, both of those tackles have been released and they've signed Joe Thunney from New England, five-year, $80 million deal, as well as Kyle Long for a one-year, I believe, $5 million deal. So they kind of revamped their offensive line a little bit. So they, they seem like they'll they'll get their line back in shape after that performance. So also too, um, with my Ravens, of course, they played pretty well for the most part. And then that Buffalo game, you know, they just, the offense just stopped rolling and, you know, wide receivers weren't getting open and this, that, and the other. And then that pick six and then Lamar getting injured, so on and so forth. And then, the Buffalo Bills, they looked pretty darn good up until the AFC Championship game, and then obviously Kansas City beating them. So, and then that whole wild card game with Lamar's run and everything like that was just awesome to watch. So, just to, and then also for the NFC, Tampa Bay just rolling on all cylinders. Tom Brady's Tom Brady. You never count him out. And just rolled past Washington, rolled past New Orleans, rolled past Green Bay. Like, no problem. So, that team's going to be another contender for this year, as you know, as well as Kansas City, same with Baltimore, Buffalo, all those good teams. So, going on to free agency, like I said, it, it's been a little hectic as many fans have been happy or mad about their general manager's decision making on whether or not they're making the good moves or not. So like I said before, Dak Prescott finally securing that deal that he was wanting for so long, and they finally got it done, which is great. Uh, next up, Leonard Williams. I know Giants fans out there really liked him. Uh, they resigned him for a three-year, $63 million deal. So he's a good good defensive lineman. You know, he's always in the, up in the trenches making plays, so good signing for them. Uh, next up is Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin is a great receiver, very underrated receiver for Tampa Bay. Made that great catch in the NFC Championship game against Green Bay to extend the sticks and score on that drive. So they franchise tied him along with Brandon Sheriff, who's the uh, guard for the Washington football team, which he's known to be a very good guard. So looking for them, they keep their all-pro guard. Next up is Trent Williams. Now, Trent Williams... Uh, last year was traded to San Francisco from from Washington and made a big impact right away. And he got a 
big, big deal. He secured a six-year, $138 million deal, which for that's literally quarterback money right there. So for blindside, protector of the quarterback, for Jimmy Garoppolo or whoever it's going to be, you know, that's some big money right there. And yeah, that that's a lot of money. That's probably what the most money I think I've seen on a position other than a quarterback in football. So next up is, is Shaq Barrett. Now Shaq Barrett, um, for those that don't know, play f- he plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he resigned with them for a four-year, seventy-two million dollar deal. Now he was with Denver for a couple years, and he was pretty good behind Von Miller, who is a perennial uh, Pro Bowler and All Pro. Then he left there and went to Tampa Bay and just broke out in 2019. Was a Pro Bowler and just played played lights out. So then this year, big contract year, secured, played really well, and then secured that contract. So good for him. Tampa keeps a really good player for the next four years. Next up, we have Allen Robinson. Now, Allen Robinson is a very underrated wide receiver. And if you have watched him play, he's made some exceptional catches. So with him, they a lot of people want him out of Chicago just to be paired up with a good quarterback because his quarterbacks that he has played with this is the list, and he's played with, get ready for this, he's played with Mike Glennon, Mitchell Trubisky, Nick Foles, and um, this is one other guy, one other guy that's on that list, I think, actually, Blake Bortles, there's Blake Bortles, I'm sorry, yes, there's Blake Bortles, what a list, I mean, played with three guys who are basically backups he's never played with a full starter like a a perennial starter like someone like you know lamar jackson who's a pro bowler and an mvp someone like patrick mahomes or someone like tom brady or aaron Rodgers, someone along the lines of a good elite quarterback so i would love to see him with one somewhere in the future but hopefully he'll get traded out of chicago Next up is Justin Simmons. Justin Simmons is a safety for the Broncos, and he got franchise tagged as well. He's a very, very good safety. I've seen him play, seen some Broncos games where he was all over the field. So Denver keeps a really good player at the back end. Now, next up is Kenny Galladay. Now, a lot of people know that Kenny Galladay is a very, very good wide receiver. He played for the Lions for the last couple of years, and he's made some very good plays for them and um, been making a a serious impact on offense. And right now he remains unsigned to this day and today is March 18th. So there's been rumors about him going to the Giants and a lot of people have been really high on him going there. Um, His price is pretty high. I mean, it's probably about between 10 to 15 million per year. So um, we'll see what happens there. I know, like I said, Giants fans have been hearing rumors about him going there. Hadn't really heard anything else besides the Giants with him in regards to him. But like I said, some teams keep it low, keep it very quiet, and then it pop out of nowhere. But I'll tell you what, before I get into this next per- next person, I want to say this. The Patriots made a ton of moves this offseason. They've signed a lot of players, including Jonu Smith, Matthew Judon, Kyle Van Noy, training for Trent Brown literally revamping the whole offense and defense, signing Nelson Aguilar, 
they signed, uh, yes, Nelson Aguilar, and they also have signed Cam Newton back, obviously. They've also signed Hunter Henry as well, so they get another person for that tight end position, which they've been lacking for a long time since Gronk retired the first time around. They had Matt Izzo there for a little while, but nothing was working for them. And it just, I don't know, for them, they just needed a makeover. And because the, the talent, they didn't have the talent on offense. And obviously on defense, they had a lot of players that opted out, including Dante Hightower, Patrick Chung, and a few others. So they just needed a revamp of the whole team, basically. So kudos to Bill Belichick making those moves. And we'll see what happens in next season. Now, going next to... um what we talked about before with these players. Next up is Levante David. Now, Levante David is a really good linebacker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, for the past like couple's past several seasons, he's been a tackling machine. He's a pro bowler. And he signed a two-year, $25 million deal to stay in Tampa Bay. So he Tampa keeps two really good defensive players um, that really make a serious impact and I think they'll still be a continuous threat going into next season. Now, also, too, they did re-sign Tom Brady uh, to extend his contract to the 2022 season. So he will be in Tampa Bay for the next two, two years, maybe more. You never know with Brady because this guy is just unbelievable. So just never know. So next up, we have... Like I said, Jonu Smith. Next up is Jonu Smith. So Jonu Smith signed a four-year, $50 million deal with New England. So about $12 million a year for him. He's a very, very um, athletic, tight, athletic tight end. So he's going to be exceptional for them. So Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, very two really good tight ends. So New England gets some help on that on that front. Now, a big loss for one of these teams, actually, uh, is Bud Dupree for Pittsburgh. Uh, He went to Tennessee, signed a five-year, $82.5 million contract with them. Uh, Bud Dupree really made an impact for TJ Watt. Uh, When Bud Dupree got knocked out for the rest of the season, it kind of kind of affected the Steelers' defense as a whole because they were, Bud Dupree was like, kind of like that like helper for TJ Watt to get sacks in every sacks. So it just, that hole in the defense made a pretty big impact. It's after those games, the Steelers didn't weren't Steelers defense. Wasn't really the same afterwards. So, and the team just folded like, I don't know what happened to them. They just, just started 11. zero, and then they just like folded after that. They lost three, I think two of their last three games of the season. So like, you know, it just, they lost to Cleveland they lost to the Washington football team and they lost to uh, the Browns. Yes, the Browns. So, you know, I don't know. It's, it's uh, that the team, uh, they're probably going to go down this, this season. I think they're not going to have that same season as they did last year. So, and obviously being a Raven fan, hopefully they won't, but I, I don't see them repeating that again. But anyway, Another player that I'm actually intrigued that to see that he's still available is Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram's a really good uh, edge rusher. He he created a lot for Joey Bosa in Los Angeles. So we'll see what, where he goes there. I would like to see him in a Raven uniform. I think he'd be a really good fit there. 
Um, but we'll see in regards to the contract situation. So we'll see about that. Next up is Trey Hendrickson. Trey Hendrickson played for the Saints. Uh, he, he was making a big impact for them during the season. So he actually signed a four-year, $60 million deal with Cincinnati, which that actually helps a lot because they actually lost Carl Lawson to the Jets. So they fill a hole there. Now, next up is Corey Davis. Now, Corey Davis is a solid, very solid receiver who, who was a top five pick in, um, in the NFL draft a couple years back. And he's going to the Jets for a three-year, $37.5 million deal. I think that's pretty solid. He's a pretty solid receiver and will help Sam Darnold or Zach Wilson um, uh, be an open target for either one, depending if they go into that route. Who knows? I, from my opinion, I want them to keep Darnold because I feel like he never really was given that chance. They never really had targets for him. He was kind of like a scapegoat, basically. So even if you put like Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson in that offense, you know, having no O-line or having no targets is not going to help both of their cases. So that's that's just that's just me. And then next up is everyone's favorite TikToker in Juju Smith-Schuster. Now. Juju is a you know he's a pretty good receiver you know I just you know the TikTok thing I think made a lot of people hate him because you know he was doing all the trends and everything like that and now what I'm hearing is the Ravens are interested in in Smith Schuster as well as the Jets so we'll see what happens there it'll be weird to see him in a Raven uniform but it'll be funny when he plays the Steelers if he does well which I hope he will if he signs with Baltimore. Or if he signs with the Jets, either way, it'd be very interesting to see what will happen there. Now, next up is Matt Milano. Now, Matt Milano is a very solid linebacker. As Bills fans know, he's one of the fan favorites over there. Uh, so he signed a four-year, $44 million contract, so $11 million per year for someone like for Milano. He's a very solid linebacker, so he's going to be good for them for years to come. Now, next up is Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick... Um, he was a very, he's a solid uh, edge rusher. He uh, last season had five sacks against the Giants. Went off in that game. He just had the game of his life. And he signed with Carolina for a one-year, $8 million deal. So he, so Panthers get a nice, solid uh, edge rusher right there. And then next up is Marcus May. Marcus May is a safety for the Jets. He's known for that interception that he caught off his butt against the Dolphins. If you haven't seen that, check that out. Uh, so he very solid safety. Um, so they'll they're um, great to have him back for next season. And then next up is Matt Judon. Now Matt Judon, he was a Raven, and now he's like I said, he he signed with the Patriots for a four year, fifty six million dollar deal. Now with Judon as a Raven fan, I just you know he's great with pressure, but in big moments. He just doesn't show up to me. I don't know. He, he just like in those big games, he doesn't have the that moment where you see him and he, and he's right there. You know, like you have those athletes that make big plays in big games. It's just not that player to me that I've watched over five seasons that really struck out to me in these big moments. Like he would show up against these teams, you know. Like the Washington football team or Cincy or something like that, and make get like two, three sacks a game, like two, three sacks. You know, 
just one of those type of games. But then after that, he would kind of just be like kind of quiet and you wouldn't really hear from him much. And then he would make a, a bonehead penalty, whether it be roughing the passer or personal foul call. So I don't know. I, I, I'm not a big fan of him as, as a Raven fan. I wasn't really a big fan of him because he made some really crucial mistakes in, in on the field. So maybe Belichick can correct that. You no, know, we'll see how he goes. Hopefully he does well. So we'll see how it goes there. Next up is actually Shaq Griffin. So Shaq Griffin, um, he's a corner that play, he played for Seattle. And now he just signed with Jacksonville with a three-year, $40 million deal. I think that's a great addition for the Jacksonville defense because, you know, they traded away A.J. Boye last season to Denver. And their secondary was very weak. They didn't have a great secondary. They, I know they drafted C.J. Henderson out of Florida last year. So it'll give... You know, Henderson, uh, another person on the other side of him that he can trust, which is great. Next up is actually Gronk. Now, Gronk, there was a rumor that Buffalo tried to sign him, but I knew that he wasn't going to go anywhere after, you know, winning the Super Bowl with Tampa. He's going to stick with Tom Brady, like, because that's his best friend. So he's not, he's not leaving Tom Brady anytime soon. So he's staying there one year. He re-signed for a one-year $10 million deal. So he's not going anywhere. Next up is actually uh, Patrick Peterson. Now, Patrick Peterson, he's older now. He's not as good as he used to be, but he's still playing at a high level. Now, he signed a one-year $10 million deal with Minnesota. I think that's a great addition for Minnesota because they, their corners have been a little suspect over this you know, this past year, which you know helps a lot in the back end. Hopefully, they'll resign Anthony Harris. I'm not really sure. He was the next person I was going to talk about. Hopefully they will. Anthony Harris is a pretty solid safety, so hopefully they'll uh, resign it back. But if not, they'll probably draft the safety in this next upcoming draft. Now, next up is Will Fuller. Now, Will Fuller, I just got word before that he just signed with the Miami Dolphins, which that helps a lot um, for Tua. I know a lot of people, or a lot of rumors have been going around saying they don't believe in Tua. So uh, I don't know. I, I feel like they just got to give him time. Like it doesn't matter. Like people got to realize, like when you go in the NFL, it's a big transition and it takes quite some time to get used to everything. You know, for quarterbacks, you know, it it's hard to get adjusted right away and do well right away. You know, look at Mahomes. Mahomes didn't start um, in his rookie season. He started one game in his rookie season. It took a year to learn under Andy Reid's system, and the next year he blossomed. You know, look at I'll pull Lamar Jackson for example. You know, he he started six games as a rookie and went or seven games as a rookie and went six and one. Obviously, it helps. You know, you have a great defense, but it also helps to have a good supporting cast around you, which he did. Which he it helped to have a great running game, which that running game was just amazing. Those, those past those seven games, the rest of the season. So that helped a lot. Uh, You know, a lot of these, you know, look at Joe Burrow. Got knocked out, torn ACL, had, you know, has to get surgery and he's going to come back, you know, hopefully by training camp. Same thing with, you know, obviously Justin Herbert went, was fantastic this year, but his team didn't do so great. So, you know, it's just, that's just the way it is with, with LA. It's just that defense was bad all season and, you know, it's just one of those things. 
Now, next up for this list is Yannick Ngakwe. Now, Yannick Ngakwe was traded to Baltimore from Minnesota for a third round pick, which that's probably going to turn into a comp, uh, comp pick, which means that the Ravens will get, if Yannick plays a, a certain amount of games, the Ravens will get a, a, a third round comp pick. So the, it, the, the draft pick that they traded for him, they'll get back. So he signed with the Raiders for a two-year, $26 million deal, $13 million a year. Um, my thoughts on Yannick, I just feel like he just didn't fit into the system. I thought he's, he's a great player. I just feel like he just didn't fit into the system that we, that the Ravens were implementing. Uh, so, you know, I think he, I think he'll do well in the silver and black, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm rooting for him. Hopefully he'll do, he'll do well. He's a Maryland product. So hopefully he'll do just fine. Now, next up, next up is actually Jameis Winston. So Jameis Winston just re-signed its one-year $12 million deal with New Orleans. Now, he's going to probably compete with Taysom Hill for the starting job. Uh, he didn't start. James Winston, I don't think I don't think he did start a game last year. I think Taysom Hill started when Drew Brees was out, which obviously, if you haven't heard the news, Drew Brees is retiring, and now they're going to look for whoever is going to you know, fill that starting starting job now between those two. So we'll see what happens there. Um, room for Jameis Winston though, because you know, obviously, you know, it's his new team now. He was the number one overall pick in 2015 for Tampa. And, you know, just to redeem himself, maybe he can get back on track with Sean Payton. Hopefully he he can. Now, next up is actually Leonard Floyd. Now, Leonard Floyd, um a few years back, I think it was a year or two ago, he got um, accepted a contract to go to the Rams, and now he gets a big payday with a four-year, $64 million deal. Solid ed- edge rusher for them. You know, it helps out to, um, you know, take some pressure off Aaron Donald. So kudos to them. They keep a great player. Now, next up is Jadavian Clowney. Now, Clowney got knocked out for the rest of the season last year when they played for the Titans. You know, he didn't play for most of the season, but then Titans signed him. Played for him a few games, and then he got injured. Uh, so we'll see what happens with him. I'm sure he'll probably find a team in the next few weeks. Next up, uh, we have Sammy Watkins. Now, Sammy Watkins recently played for the Kansas City Chiefs. Solid receiver. You know, he. I don't know what it is with him, but like every opening day, every week one of the season, the past two years, he just goes off, and then you don't hear anything from him. Like, it's weird. Like, he can go off like a huge day, like 10 receptions for 181 yards and three touchdowns. Then the rest of the season, it'd just be like four catches for like 51 yards and like nothing else. So like, <laughs> so it would just be this big opening, like, oh my God, Sammy Watkins is going to break out. And then he just does like the, the quiet stats basically. So um, there's been talks about him going possibly linking up to Baltimore because uh, his wide receivers coach is one of the coaches there. So I think it'd be a, a little nice addition for Lamar, but we'll see what happens there. So next up we have Kenyon Drake. Now Kenyon Drake just, I think it was today or yesterday that he just signed a two year, $14.5 million deal with the Raiders. Now that's a great addition for them because then they can rotate out um, him and Jacobs Josh Jacobs, who's an exceptional running back for them. Um, hopefully they can get the O-line situated because 
Four out of the five starters have either been traded or released. Colton Miller is the only one left. He's the one that plays left tackle. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Next up, we have we have T.Y. Hilton. So T.Y. Hilton, uh, he was known, obviously, playing for the Colts, receiver for the Colts, and um, was driving so well with Andrew Luck. And then, obviously, Andrew Luck retired. So he's been kind of quiet a little bit. You know, he's had some games where he's popped off, but not as what he once was when Andrew Luck was there. He still remains unsigned, so we'll see what happens in regards to him. Hopefully, he can find a new team, but we'll see what happens there. So next up, we have Joe Everett. So Gerald Everett is a tight end. He played for the Rams. He was back up for Tyler Higby, which Tyler Higby is a pretty good tight end. He had that one really good game where he scored three touchdowns against the Eagles. So he's a pretty, you know, he's made a really good impact for them. He signed, so Gerald Everett signed a one-year, $6 million deal with Seattle. Gives Russell Wilson a decent target at tight end. Hopefully they'll get the O-line situated with him. I know there's been trade rumors about him, you know, either going to the Bears, the Saints, Raiders, all that stuff. So hopefully, hopefully he'll stay. Hopefully he won't get traded, but we'll see what happens there. Now, next up for me would be Jared Cook. So Jared Cook um, played for the Saints. I know he made that costly fumble in that game against the Buccaneers in the the divisional round. He gets to go to the new team. He's with the Chargers now for a one-year, $6 million deal. Next up is home. One of my favorite players. Uh, I'm saying this sarcastically because he sold a game for us, Matt Skura. And he was the center for the Ravens. Last year, he started off as the starter, and then he got himself benched. Now, what happened with him was his snaps were, like, all over the place. So Lamar would just literally have to chase the ball every time. And he sold the game against New England because he had a really bad snap and went in between Lamar's legs. Lamar had to scramble and try to make a play out of it, and he wasn't able to. So um, Matt Skura goes to Miami. He signed a one-year deal. So we'll see how he does there. Hopefully he'll do good. Hopefully, you know, I know he got a cut in his finger, which affected the snaps, but hopefully he can get everything situated in regards to that. And hopefully he can do well down there. Now, next up, obviously we talked about Cam Newton, Cam Newton, you know, last year, you know, it just, I wouldn't put the blame solely on Cam. It's just, he really didn't have anybody to throw to. I mean, his best wide receiver, was probably Demir Bird. Demir Bird's like a wide receiver of four or five on a depth chart. You know, you have that. You have Jacoby Myers. You have Nikhil Harry, which I think they might trade him or release him or something. I don't know. And obviously I said they had Ryan Izzo and a couple other, and Devin Asiasi, but they just, nothing was working for them. And obviously Cam Newton struggled. He basically became like a, red zone running back where he basically had to run into these run made design quarterback design plays and you know ran rushed for like i think like over eight touchdowns maybe over i think it was maybe 10 or something like that but but he basically you know be a red zone running back and try to run into the end zone every time because they really didn't really have much of a passing game in the red zone because no one got open so that bottom line Hopefully Cam will excel and the, maybe the Patriots will have a better record this season coming up. Now, next up, which he actually just signed with the Bears yesterday, is Andy Dalton. 
aka the Red Rifle. So, Andy Dalton last season played for the Cowboys. He played when Dak Prescott got hurt. He didn't do too bad. I thought, you know, he did pretty decent for what he was doing. Obviously, that wide receiving court for Dallas is pretty darn amazing. You have CeeDee Lamb and Marty, Marty Cooper, and you have Gallup. So you have three number one receivers on the same team. So that helped out a lot for him. So, you know, we'll see what happens in Chicago. Obviously, he gets Allen Robinson, but hopefully they can he can get some things on track. And hopefully they can, you know, Chicago will do better with him there. We'll see. So next up, and we'll go through a few more here. Next up, we have James Conner. Now, James Conner is a, is a pretty solid running back. Obviously, if, if you guys don't know this his story, he got cancer not too long ago uh, when he was in, I believe he was in college, and he beat it, which is great, which is awesome. And then he got signed to the hometown team, or got drafted by the hometown team, and played decently well. He, he just is very injury-prone, unfortunately. Um, hopefully, he'll ever sign with Pittsburgh. But I could see him maybe, you know, being a backup somewhere. Maybe compete for that starting job. So we'll see what happens. He's only 25 years old, so we'll see where he goes and hopefully he can thrive there. Now, next up for this is Rashard Higgins. Now, Rashard Higgins made a really good impact once Odell Beckham got knocked out for because uh, of the knee injury. And he played it really well. I mean, he has a really good court with Baker Mayfield, and uh, he he made a pretty good, decent impact. Him and Donovan's people, Donovan Peoples Jones, played pretty darn well um, leading up to the end of the season. So we'll see what happens with them. Um, I'm sure I'm sure that Browns wide receiving core is still going to be great with Odell and Jarvis still being there, and then now at tight end you have Austin Hooper and Njoku. So Browns offense is still going to be doing pretty good. So few more here like i said we'll go through next up for me would be uh tyrus bowser now tyrus bowser he's he played for the ravens um he actually just signed a a deal a few days ago um i thought he did a lot better than judon uh he made a lot better plays he was more impactful he made a couple great interceptions he had one in tennessee which was awesome and then one against the browns that almost he took for pick six and he, he honestly played a lot better than Judon. I feel like he made much more of an impact on the snaps that he was in compared to Judon's because Judon was basically the full starter and Tyus was like a rotational guy. So I think Tyus can uh, raise his potential and see where he can go. I think he'll, he'll thrive with the Ravens as his role increases. So last one for me is actually Antonio Brown. Now, Antonio Brown, as everyone knows, you know, he was a fantastic receiver in the early 2010s, mid-2010s, and just made an impact every single Sunday. You know, he was all over the place. You know, he was making plays left and right, doing all these dance moves and all these haircuts, of course. And uh, he honestly just made such a great impact on what he was doing. But unfortunately, it became ugly. As for people that don't know what happened with Antonio Brown, he started having these antics and these episodes and meltdowns in the locker room and he stopped listening to the coaches and kind of just did his own thing. And then 
you know, got suspended his last game as a Steeler, so wasn't able to play in week that Week 17 game. And then got traded to the Raiders. Then they, he leaked a conversation with him and John Gruden and then got released. Then he went to New England, played a game with Tom Brady, and then lawsuits came and sexual assault claims came out, and then he was released. And then on social media saying all this crazy stuff and then got then got arrested and then started to get his life back together and then Bruce Arians called coach of the Tampa Buccaneers said hey you want to play for us and they signed him and won a Super Bowl with him so you know hopefully you know he still stays you know even kill not going all Jekyll and Hyde uh so he's still out there um, I don't know who's going to sign him. I haven't really heard anything about him linked to any teams, but hopefully I'm sure he'll be, get signed at some point. Uh, I know Marquise Brown, his cousin is placed for the Ravens. Maybe they'll try to see if they want to get him on onto there, but time will tell. So anyway, this will conclude this episode. Thank you guys for listening and I will catch y'all next week. Peace out.